Good morning. Yes, I'm all the way up here. Uh, welcome to Calvary Church. Uh, we're very glad to have all of you here with us this morning. We have two very special treats today. Uh, the first is that Dr. Erwin Lutzer is here with us to open God's word for us a little later on in the service. Dr. Lutzer was the pastor for 36 years at Moody Church in Chicago. Many of you have heard him on the radio, read his books. Uh, for me, it's a great honor and privilege to have him here. Uh, just a couple of years ago, uh, the Lord brought into my hands his autobiography about his life story. And uh, just to read through that uh, as somebody who is also a pastor and to see someone who the Lord had led so clearly and had worked all things together. And uh, Dr. Lutzer was uh, willing to share in that book uh, some difficulties that I resonated with as well as some successes. And so it was a real blessing to me. And I'm looking forward uh, to him opening God's word uh, for us a little later on in the service. The second great opportunity we have today is to celebrate baptism. And so we have a number of people uh, this morning, five, who will be uh, testifying to their faith in Jesus and committing themselves to follow Christ. Uh, this is a wonderful thing. And I was reminded this week, even as I was praying for each of the individuals being baptized, one of the passages the Lord brought to mind as I was praying uh, just reminded me how pleased he is. Uh, when people choose to get baptized, and that this is an act of obedience. And so I know that God is super excited, and so uh, we're glad to rejoice with him uh, and with our brothers and sisters who are baptized this morning. So we're going to begin uh, with our first baptism. This is Elijah Walls, and he's going to share a word of testimony. Before Jesus, Satan was in my life a lot. He tried to get me to do bad stuff and lie. Many people helped me realize I needed Jesus to do what was good. I prayed with my mom and dad for God to forgive my sins. God has helped me in school, saved me from bad dreams, and a bad bike accident when a tent stake hit my head. My family has had a lot of miracles. I was five when my mom got cancer. I was scared she was going to die, but God saved her life. Every night when my parents took me in, they say, I love you. I say to them, I love you, you too. Remember, God loves you more. I'm being baptized because I think it is the right thing to do for it. I'm being baptized. I think it's the right thing to do. For a long time, I didn't want to get baptized because I didn't want to read in front of church, but Jesus is helping me do it. One of my special verses is Hebrews 12.1, run the race marked out with perseverance. Amen. Elijah, my brother, have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in the likeness of his death, raised with Jesus to new life. 
This is Sue Fouch, and she is going to share her testimony. Grief has a way of entering our lives at a time we least expect it, and definitely without being invited. What many of us don't understand <clears throat> during these times is that God is with us, loves us, and wants to be close to him. My journey of grief started when I was a young adult. <clears throat> My sisters had a terrible disease that made its entrance into their lives when they were in their late teens. I thought we already, I thought we had already had our share of heartbreak when we lost my brother in his early teens to an aneurysm. I was wrong. The disease slowly robbed them of their basic physical and cognitive skills, leaving them bedridden for years. During this time, God sent me Jerry. We married and had three children of our own, but I still was a caretaker for my sisters. One by one, my sisters passed away, and we went through so much heartache. After each passing of each sibling, we just never really talked about their deaths. We just continued on in our own lives. We never talked about it, we never healed, and we never fully looked to God as we should have for guidance, support, or love. At time, as time went on, I often asked God why I was spared. Sometimes my anger and sadness shut down my relationship with Him. My dad died four years ago. I was broken and knew it was time for me to get the help. That was what brought me to Calvary Church. Four years ago, I attended my first Grief Share class. I was ready to listen to God. This was the time I finally opened up my sealed heart and shared the struggles, sadness, guilt, resentment from the loss of my siblings, mom, and now my dad. God stepped in again. I met a woman in my class named Sandra. We made a connection immediately. I continued to attend class, but was so intimidated because of many of the others in our group had so much knowledge of the Bible. I felt so all alone, not knowing anything about the Bible. Sandra asked me to come to church at Calvary with her. I was at awe, listening to the music, the pastor's message, and the warm welcome I received. It wasn't long after that when Jerry came with me, and we have been at Calvary since that day. I joined, I joined a Bible study class, another step out of my comfort zone. I felt like I was in kindergarten, a kindergarten student attending a college lecture. This did not drive me away. God knew I needed to continue to build my relationship with Him. I listened patiently to everyone and tried to grasp everything I was learning. I seemed to be healing, and then last July, we received the most devastating news of our son. He was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Once again, depression began to take over. I was begging and asking God why this had to happen. I was living in fear and worrying nonstop those first few number of months. I would come to the Bible study with so much fear and anxiety. I was told that I had to give up everything to God and ask for faith and to remove my fear. I slowly rebuilt my relationship with God, putting my trust and faith in what He had planned for us. I began to listen again and hear and see messages from God. A few months ago, I couldn't sleep, so I got up and went into the spare bedroom and laid in bed there. A light was shining on the wall from the neighbor's porch light. There is a cross on that wall, and the cross was lit up from that light. I looked in amazement, even forgetting that a cross had even been there. 
I felt God was telling me he was there for me and to not worry. In the morning when I woke up, I went to the cross to touch it. To my amazement, the word faith is printed in the middle of that cross. Since that time, the worry and fear has subsided. This message came across my phone just recently, and I felt that this was another message being sent by God. It said, when you think there is no hope, God says, take my hand and let me lead the way. Be still and know I am God, and we can do this together. Amen. To my sister, have you accepted Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised with him in the likeness of new life. This is Luke, and Luke is going to share a testimony with us. I grew up in a family that always took me to church and read the Bible to me. Before I really knew Jesus, I didn't always honor God with my words. I was passive about relationship with God and didn't pay attention to sermons. I would hear a good sermon and think I've changed, but then forget about it the next day. My mom and dad started speaking to me directly about Jesus, but I thought I was already a Christian just because I was in a Christian family and knew about God. But then I took an apologetics class from a teacher in Indonesia and realized I wasn't a Christian like I thought I was. My parents also started speaking to me about the trickier parts of the Christian life, like understanding God's will. I sometimes would willfully sin, but then wonder if I was really forgiven. Several times I asked Jesus for forgiveness for my sins, but I doubted if I had actually received forgiveness. Now I know that I am part of my God's family and that Jesus has forgiven all my sins by being killed and taking the weight of my sin and everyone else's. Today, my overall goal is to learn Indonesian really well so I can tell my Indonesian friends about Jesus. I also want to learn how to defend my faith better. I want to get baptized today because as the Apostle Paul writes in Romans 10.9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Luke, have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of his resurrection. This is Luke's sister, Anna. 
Before I believed in Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I thought I was perfect and didn't need anyone to help me live my life. My mom and dad helped me understand that I was a sinner by reading and studying the Bible with me. I remember many examples in the Bible of God's anger towards sin, and when I sin, God is very, very angry. I am being baptized because I believe that Jesus, God's perfect Son, died for my sins. I know the Bible commands me to be baptized if I believe in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. My life is different now as a follower of Jesus because I enjoy reading the Bible and I pray differently by asking God to heal people and help them believe in Jesus, especially people from all the other religions in the world. Amen. Anna, have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my sister, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of his resurrection. And this is Jake Herbrook. I have been a follower of Jesus Christ ever since I can remember. I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was four years old with the help of my mom. As I grew up, my parents continued to teach me what it meant to be a Christian and how my life is different from the other kids around me. I had gone through the ups and downs of any childhood and continued to move closer to Christ. However, although I was a Christian all through high school, I was not overly involved in any youth groups or Bible studies. I prayed, but not a lot. I read the Bible, but not much. I knew I wanted to live my life out for Christ, and choosing to stay away from parties led me to often feel alone during high school, not having many close friends with deep relationships. However, the Lord would remind me of his faithful presence. During my later years in high school, the Lord brought an individual into my life who is now a very close friend of mine. She chose to invest in me like I had never experienced before and love me without conditions. At first, I did not fully understand what it meant to have someone from outside my family choose to invest in me, but I began to experience Christ's love through new relationships. After high school, the Lord led me to Taylor University where I experienced a breath of fresh air and really began to deepen my faith and feel Christ's love. I have been surrounded by brothers and sisters in Christ who have also chosen to invest in me. I finally began to experience what it felt like to go out with friends on a Friday night who did not want to party. I've always wanted to get baptized, and I inquired of it years ago, but nothing came of it. I would get sweaty palms and the uncontrollable shaking leg any time there was a baptism service. However, I'd always said to myself, maybe next time. Well, not to my surprise, I received yet another email saying that there would be a baptism service on July 14. So I asked the Lord for a sign to tell me if I should email back. The next day, the Lord gave me two signs saying that I need to reply. I want to be baptized today as a testimony of how God has worked and continues to work in my life. I feel closer to the Lord than I ever have before, and I want to serve him with my life. The verse that the Lord continues to use throughout my life is actually on the brick wall just to my left. It is Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Amen. Jake, my brother, have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. 
And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in likeness of death, raised with him in the likeness of new life. This is John Noonke, and he's first. Good morning. What truly matters in this life? This restless question is where I was at in my own journey when I first picked up a Bible and read through the book of Ecclesiastes, where I immediately came across texts like this. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from their labors? at which they toil under the sun. Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The work that is done under the sun was grievous to me. All of it is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Much of my life was focused on making enough money to live the comfortable white picket fence life. I deeply desired to be successful as the world around me saw it. God was revealing to me that this was meaningless. A billion years from now, the money I make the work I've done, and the house I own does not have eternal value. So I continue to read on. As it said, come now, I will test you with pleasure to find out what is good, but that also proved to be meaningless. During my early college years, I got sucked into toxic relationships and alcohol to the point where I had an experience with alcohol that almost took my life. During that time, God revealed that the pleasures I was looking for can't be found in either of these two things. Then it struck me, what gave life true meaning and value could only exclusively be God. It's him alone who gives us value being made in his image, and it's him alone who gives us eternal value that lasts beyond this temporary life. Life was meaningless to me at the time because it was. In a seemingly meaningless and purposeless world, Jesus gave me a new identity, a new meaning, purpose, value, and a true happiness in glorifying Jesus with my life. Amen. John, my brother, have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? I have. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your profession of faith, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Jesus in the likeness of his death. This is Zach DeGraff, and he's going to share testimony with us. I was blessed with loving parents who were very intentional about raising my brothers and I to love the Lord. My parents told me that at the age of three, I accepted Christ into my heart, but since I couldn't remember doing that, I also accepted, or I also asked quietly for Jesus to come into my heart a few times while I was in elementary school, just to be sure. <clears throat> Early on in my childhood, I did not socialize like other kids. I was given the nickname Spock during these years of my life because of how little emotional reactions I had and how logically I processed everything. After attending Grace Adventures High School program, God started to work on my heart little bit by little bit. 
I finally decided that having friends was, a, was good, though I was terribly awkward and didn't know how to make any. During this time, I did all the right things, attending church, daily devotions. I even spent two, year, two summers on staff at Grace Adventures, but it was all going through the motions. I never heard God speaking to me, and I had serious doubts. After a summer away working at Grace, I came back to church, and not a single person asked me how the summer went. That's when I decided I to start looking for another church, and the first one I tried was Calvary. God made it apparent from my very first Sunday here that it was where he wanted me to be. Since starting, God, since starting, God has put me closer to him, pushed me closer to him through the sermons, Gen Rising, and more specifically, my small groups and friends I have made. In the past year, God has been teaching me to be more obedient, which brings me to why I'm getting baptized today. I'm getting baptized today as an act of obedience to God. So while I am confident that getting baptized today doesn't make me any more saved than when I accepted Christ as a child, God told me to, so here I am. Paul reminds us in Philippians that God never does anything halfway. So I know, that, I know how he's worked so far in my life is just the beginning, and I look forward to how he's going to make me more like Christ in the future. Amen. Zach, have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised with the likeness of his resurrection. This is Mark Scott. Morning. I grew up in a home where thankfully my parents made sure us kids were in church every Sunday. At home we'd read the Bible after dinner and make sure we had a solid understanding of our faith. However, I ignored God's pursuit of my relationship with me until I my, my first year of marriage. I was 25 and we had started going to Bible study. It was during that study where I saw how important it was to submit to his ways. God was near even though life wasn't perfect. Unfortunately, in May 19, 2018, the man I wanted to be and the man God created me to be were nowhere in sight. I realized the one thing that was still missing from my life was walking with God. Since coming back before him, giving him all my shame, all my guilt, all my and confessing all my sins, he is rebuilding me. Today I stand before testifying before my daughter, my family, my friends, and this congregation that God is standing with me no matter where I stand with him. Psalms 71, 20, 21, though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you restore my life again from the depths of the earth you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once more. Amen. Amen. It may not help. <laughs> Mark. 
Have you by faith received Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes, I do. Because of your testimony of, testimony of faith, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of the death, raised again to new life. This is Cameron Martin, and he has a word of testimony to share with us. Good morning. I grew up in a good Christian home with loving parents and awesome siblings. When I was younger, I had always gone to church, would listen earnestly during the sermons, and take them to heart, and made sure I always prayed before dinner and bed every night. But as much as I would walk, or as much as I would talk about God, I never really felt close to Him. And whenever I would encounter struggles and temptations, I would often leave him in the background. The busier I got during high school, the less room I made for God and filled this, that space fulfilling my own selfish desires. I was never actively pursuing the life God wanted for me. Every time we would have a baptism service, I would feel a tug toward it, but would constantly be stricken with fear and doubt and shove that thought in the back of my mind right where I would put God. Looking back now, I know it's because of my lack of prayer and apathy towards God and the fear of following the plan has God, God has laid out for me. Finally, I hit a point earlier this year where I had enough of being afraid to do what God wanted for me. I decided through prayer I needed to get baptized and start building a relationship with God. And with lots of loving support from my wonderful girlfriend and amazing family, I can stand here before you and say I'm ready to start a new chapter in my life with God in charge and not me. The verse I wanted to share with you today is Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Cameron, have you by faith accepted Christ as your Savior for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in life and unto death, raised again to new life. Finally, this is Hezekiah Lane. Okay. I asked Jesus into my heart when I was six years old with my mom. I called myself a Christian, but I was just going through the motions. Then this year came along, and it was a difficult year for my family. Seemingly out of the blue, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, and I was diagnosed with epilepsy. I was afraid for my dad's health and for my own health as well, wondering what the future would hold. I just wanted to hide. But when I was at camp this year, God brought a camp counselor to my life who helped me through my pain and suffering. Now I know I want to live my life for God, and I feel like God's asking me to get baptized as a first step on that new path. So I'm here today out of obedience. I want to share these two verses that have great meaning for me. First, Romans 12:2, a verse that has stuck with me for a long time, says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Second, Isaiah 59:19, which was given to me when I was born, and it says, When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him.
Hezekiah, have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in likeness to death, raised again to new life. Isn't that awesome? If you think just for a moment about how you feel, imagine how God feels. Glorified that uh, his children, willing to follow in obedience, regardless of fear or embarrassment or anything else, um, because Jesus is worth it.